You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. And welcome in to another edition of Fourth Down in the Steel City, the Steelers. I'm sorry. Let me fix that. The first place Pittsburgh Steelers are on their bye week. He is Josh Taylor. I am Chris Matt. Greg Finley producing. And there was no Mike Tomlin press conference this week because of the bye week. But that doesn't stop us from having a Tuesday afternoon, early evening chat with you about where the Steelers stand right now. We will do. Is this a thing? Because we have not done it in a few weeks, and we owe it to you, the listeners, (laughs) to get you Is This a Thing? Uh, We'll also talk about some developments early this week over on the south side in regards to that first game coming out of the bye at SoFi in L.A. against the Rams. But before we get into everything, we humbly remind you that if you are watching fourth down in the Steel City, on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page. All you got to do is click that little notification bell down over there. We're both pointing to it right now if you're already watching on YouTube. If not, go to YouTube. Watch there. You can do that, or you can listen, uh, obviously, inside your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or however you get your podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. It's everywhere. Be sure to subscribe and or follow the podcast to get notified as soon as new episodes are available including this one. So, Josh, no Mike Tomlin this week, but on Tuesday it was open locker room and defensive coaches on the field following practice. Wednesday will be offensive coaches on the field following practice, which will, or excuse me, if there's a practice following practice. If not, it'll probably just be uh, an open availability with offensive coaches. Either way, offensive coaches, probably a little more interesting and something we can kick around maybe later in the week. Defensive coaches, to be quite honest, not as interesting a discussion there. Usually uh, it isn't. Yeah, I mean, look, we, 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 we know where people have questions on this team, yeah. and it's on the offensive side of the ball, and that's what happened when the locker room opened up. Uh, we went in, we talked to Kenny Pickett, and we talked to Deontay Johnson. Kenny Pickett, you're pretty standard midweek fare from him talking about, you know, continuing to grow, improvements that need to be made. Uh, Deontay Johnson being asked, 
are you going to be available for the Rams game, Deontay? And barely letting our own Jeff Hathorn of 93.7 The Fan get the question out before clipping it with, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to be ready. Yes. That's all I was missing was the Stone Cold. Doing the Stone Cold. Stone Cold confirmation. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, he did not smash together a couple of Coors Lights and chug them. But Although we just, wouldn't have been mad at him if he had. Not at all. No, I'm sure I there's some people in. that are reacting the same way after hearing that. <laughs> So Deontay Johnson is going to be back. One very easy way for the Steelers to improve during the bye week. Get a weapon back. A dependable, well, dependable in that he's open. Dependable in holding on to the ball is a different story from time to time with Deontay Johnson. But nobody gets open better on this team than Deontay Johnson. So there's step one. As we ask the question, how can the Steelers improve during the bye week? Step one is... Get Deontay Johnson back and have him provide that outlet that Kenny Pickett really over the last three or four weeks has looked like he has been in desperate need of at times. Agreed. It, it's it's interesting. We, we talk so much about George Pickens and what he can do and what they should do with him and how he could be useful. But the one thing we never really – it's almost like we never complete the thought in how he could be complimented. Yeah. And him being complimented is just as important – is how you use him because how he's complimented usually dictates how you might use him. And now they've, they've done it to where they've used him in short, short yard situations. They used him on shorter routes coming across the middle or slant routes or things of that nature. And they've, they've had a couple plays off of it, but the thing that makes it a lot more complex is when you have somebody who can compliment him on the other side of the field, namely a Deontay Johnson who can make plays in short yardage, who can make plays in intermediate or honestly intermediate routes I feel like those are his bread and butter. I feel like he gets a lot of his usage out of running those intermediate, those those hook routes, those hitches, those dig routes, where he could just use that 8 to 10 yards of of space and turn it into more. That is assuming, you know, he runs the right route and he doesn't have to, you know, recenter himself to get moving forward again. But if there's anybody on this roster that can do that, it's him. So if you have him as a compliment to George Pickens, who who we know can make plays down the field, who we know can make plays on back shoulder throws. Mm-hmm. Now you're making the defense respect the entire field from sideline to sideline. You now have to respect the width of the field, and it opens up opportunities, maybe some pockets of space between the hash marks. That's why it's important. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to run more combo routes where yes. you can count on both yes. guys in the combination coming available, uh, possibly giving your quarterback – an opportunity to read low to high instead of always reading high to low, which can be difficult in progressions. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, again, the dependability as far as always holding on to the ball can be a question mark, depending on what kind of what kind of rut Deontay Johnson may be in. We've seen him get into the doldrums where he's got to stop and almost be unplugged uh, to a certain extent before he gets back on it and starts dependably catching the football again. But running routes, no question. When that guy's out there in the pattern, it's going to give Kenny Pickett. The the feet aren't going to be as happy, I think. You know, the progression is going to be read more cleanly. Um, It it does. It just lends itself. the ball might come out quicker, too. Yes. It lends itself to hopefully a little more rhythm in the passing game. Yes. And if that's the case, then I'm all for it. Get Deontay Johnson back out there as soon as possible. And again, he said he will be out there. There wasn't a well, I might be out there. There wasn't a, well, we're going to test it out on Monday. No, it's, he's going to be yeah. out there and yeah, get there, a full there was no, practice. 
There was no we'll let participation be our guide. No, no. There none of that. His participate his participation is the guide. Like it's happening. Yeah, yeah. And and, and he was asked uh, if he was a hundred percent. He said more than a hundred percent. So Deontay Johnson is I don't know. I more than a hundred percent is technically is impossible. Well, hmm. <laughs> wrong segment, but I have to ask the question. I here here's what I'll say. Depending on you guys know how I am with caffeine. Depending on caffeine intake you can feel like you're more than 100%. You might not actually be more than 100%, but you can feel like it, right? I'll buy that theory. I will yeah. buy that theory. As a, as a firm proponent of Cafe Bustello, I will buy that theory. <laughs> you, you, you brought me on your side. I'm, I'm in. I mean, it's it's a valid thought, I think. So Deontay Johnson coming back is one way the Steelers can improve during the bye week. I also think, at least for my money, Josh, and we've talked about this, it's why, you know, full disclosure, we're recording this between the availability of the defensive coaches and the offensive coaches. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to talk to Pat Meyer on Wednesday and ask him about the blocking schemes up front in the run game. We've seen yes. this team, when they commit to quick trap blocks on the inside, really open things up. When they recommit to the left side, now that it's Broderick Jones and potentially oh, 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 oh. Darnell Washington – they're going to open some holes. Um, it, recommit to the run game and the inside trap game. And I think that's going to help both backs, not just Najee, but both backs find a whole lot more room in the run game, which is, again, as we've alluded to since the preseason, is going to provide a much more balanced offense for Kenny Pickett to work from, which means he's not running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I would also say that just you recommit to the run game and just seeing the results in the zone blocking part of it all. I thought that looked a lot better against Baltimore, particularly on the left side of the line. When you saw Broderick mm-hmm. Jones and Darnell Washington together, it worked quite a bit. There were times during this game where I pulled the Leo DiCaprio, where I'm, I'm snapping and pointing at the TV and whistling because I see, I see between Jones and Washington, I see a hole open up on that left side. And I see Najee Harris go through it. And a couple of times they got him five or six yards. And mm-hmm. some people will say, well, it's only five or six yards. Folks, five or six yard chunks in a run, that's what you want. That's yeah. exactly what you I'll, want. Because I'll take a guy with a five and a half yard average every day. Because all it's going to take after that is if he beats a guy beyond that five to six, now five to six becomes 15. It becomes mm-hmm. 20 or God forbid, it becomes a touchdown at the other end of it. But that's exactly what you want. You want open holes for your running backs to run through. And another thing I will say we noticed as far as the offensive line, we saw Kenny Pickett have a lot more time to step, sit back, process, and throw the football. There were a yeah. couple specific plays where I thought, he himself didn't pick it up. I thought the author, Arthur Mollette sack, I think that's something as a quarterback you have to see on the line of scrimmage and identify and be ready for. But I also thought he made up for it in the second half on the George Pickens touchdown. Mm-hmm. He saw where they were aligned. He called the protection, had him slid to the right side. Jalen Warren, knowing the line was sliding this way, he went and picked up the backside. Kenny got the throw off to George Pickens. The rest is history. I thought they did that part right. So the protection aspect of it, I think, is a lot better, too. If it was just the act of putting Broderick Jones in and having Darnell Washington there, I'm not going to complain with that, and I'm going to ask you for more. I'm going to be Oliver Twist with the ball out saying, please, sir, please. <laughs> May I have another? What, 
that that's what you want to see. You want to yeah. see that offensive line opening up holes in the run game and protecting your quarterback in the pass game. Because guess what that does, folks? It creates more successful plays and probably takes the heat off your offensive coordinator if enough blocking actually develops and gives the quarterback or running back time and space to operate. Esteemed producer Greg Finley, I notice, has popped his head in between the two of us, which means he's got some sort of suggestion about how the Steelers can improve during the bye week, Greg. It just feels like the way that the offense moves more efficiently is whenever Jalen Warren is on the field. I'd like to all I would like to see them at least use him more than they have been. I mean, they just get a spark whenever this guy comes on the field. And it seemed like the offense was clicking a lot more in the fourth quarter against Baltimore when he was out there instead of Najee. Well, I, I, I love what he does in the past game. I yes. love what he does. I love what he does. And let's pick up because we talked about that earlier in the season, how there's some issues there. It looks like he has cleaned those up. He's gotten really good with blitz pickup. He does really well catching out of the backfield. He's a really good uh, check down option for Kenny Pickett because they can drop it off to him. He can make a guy miss. He can break a tackle and keep his legs moving and maybe turn a three or four yard gain into eight or nine, or even then some with the he play. Can hurdle he can hurdle a dude. And he can actually he can make tacklers miss in the in the backfield. There are so many different things he presents as that kind of option. I, that was in the run game, but particularly particularly in the pass game as a third down back, I think he has a ton of value. I don't want to oversimplify it, and I'm not sure what the up to date snap counts are. I know it's a lot closer to like. 58 42 I think between the mm -hmm. two of them so it's not necessarily as far off as as it may feel like at times um but it it, it is oversimplifying it to say it but look he's what three four inches maybe not three or four inches two and a half three inches shorter than Najee Harris like Jalen Warren is not a big dude and again dudes in the NFL these days are not necessarily the best tacklers especially once you no. get to the second level no. And how many guys do you see fail to break down and actually try to get their arms around a runner? Um, and so that's why I think he's so effective. Once he hits that second level, he just turns into a bowling ball. And yeah. he's 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 busting arm tackles. Guys are trying to say, bring him down. I was going to say, even when guys do wrap him up, he just keeps his leg moving. legs moving. He just drives through. Like, so he's again, hard to bring down either way. It's, it's an oversimplification of physics. But as stupid as it sounds, it's easier to get under Najee. Like it's man a wins. lot. Yeah, it's a lot harder to get under Jalen Warren. So it, it. I'm not trying to make excuses for Najee when he doesn't necessarily break tackles on the second level. He's capable of it. Um, but Jalen Warren is just. You're right, Greg. He he's it's that little that little spark. Um, the other thing I think all three of us may agree on. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. Real quick, it's 63-34 Najee in carries. Okay, okay, so yeah, a little bit better than 60. 63-44, okay, I'll, t I'll take that. Um, it, it's, it, I mean, it's close to a 60-40 split, which I'm fine with. And if you're if you're inserting those pass reps where you're putting Jalen Warren in there, I think it evens out. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have to see, have to see starting week six in L.A., or sorry, week seven in L.A., game six in L.A., is it's time. It's time for PZ Jr. Yes. It's time. It's, yes. it, it's, uh, he, he, see, he picks off what ends up being the game ceiling touchdown, or at least gives you the opportunity to go down there and get the go ahead score. Uh, the guy has given up a quarterback rating on routes run in his direction of, <laughs> are, are, are you ready, Marmalade? 0. 0.0. <laughs> so, look. They, it's, they put him on Devontae Adams on Sunday Night Football, and he didn't get burned by him. Like, yeah, true. 
they I mean, they let him cover the top tier receiver on that team, and he didn't get burned. Like he's ready. Let I him mean, play. Let, let's let's use the logic that I that I'm, I'm suspecting that the coaching staff was using all along. I think the logic they were trying to use is they were trying to bring him along slowly to just give him small situations to see what he can do. Okay, let's give you this. Do you do well with this? Fine. And let's give you this. So they were going to bring him just, you know, in a, in a progressive manner just to see how well he handled each opportunity in front of him. Then you had the opportunity of all opportunities placed in front of you. Third down in the red zone in a game where you cannot afford to give up a touchdown up against a division rival and arguably your biggest game to date of the season. And you are matched up against up until maybe a couple years ago, one of the best receivers in the league before injuries, there wasn't anybody better than Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. So now you got to match up up against that guy in that kind of situation. That is as ultimate of a test as you are going to get. And this is after they started rotating you in with the other top two guys during the course of the second half. Now you're into the latter part of the game where you can't afford to make a mistake. And he passes that test by not only giving up a touchdown to Odell Beckham, he gets a, he gets an interception, takes the ball off of him, and wipes a potential three points off the board. So that's a huge swing, and it eventually leads to the game-winning touchdown. That was the play of the game in my estimation. He has passed every test you could throw at him. Put him out there now and let him sink or swim. It's too late. Yeah. I should say it's too late to keep trying to be progressive about it. No. He's done everything you need him to do. He's proven himself. And Put him out. Didn't there. didn't didn't we anticipate this though? Didn't we? We did. we, we, we anticipated did. with Joey Porter Jr., with Broderick Jones, with a whole bunch of the young guys, Benton even. We yep. anticipated that they were gonna slow play it like the Steelers do. You've got to earn your job, son. What? No, some guys which, just which which had which was which was the mantra in the past, and it worked so well, and it got us the Jason Giltons and the Joey Porters and the James Harrisons of the world. This is true, right? Like but with some guys end. at some positions, you have the luxury of allowing that to play itself out. Right. You had you had a guy in place in the in the present that made it easier for that transition into the future. I agree. And and then in other spots, you can see right away, you know, it's like when Marquise Pouncey walked in and won the starting center's job like you three knew. days into his first training camp. You just you knew. yeah, you knew. It, it, and the same thing. You know with with yeah. PZ Jr. now. You know. And you know with, with Roderick Jones. You exactly. You know you with knew. Roderick Jones. You 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 know with Darnell Washington at least if you believe the tight ends should be able to block. You definitely um, know it with Darnell Washington. You know that all those guys should be on the field more often than they are not in in both Washington's case and Porter's case, and probably should be out there every single snap in Jones's case. So all that said, those are just some of the ways. Trust the young guys. Maybe trust your inside blocking and trust your run game a little bit more. And what else trust we in there? Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, this is what you got, right? Like, yeah. you can either choose to trust it or you can continue to call games and play games scared, as I think the coaching staff has done more often than not. Hey, look, 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 living in their fears, Chris. Is that what you're telling me? A little bit. I mean, they're not quite living there, but they've got a place at the beach called In Their Fears. And they go there in the off season and like one long week in the summer. So they don't live there, but they got a nice place that they're happy to rent out to other people, and they go on occasion. I am now going like to Airbnb and looking for listings living that specifically say in their fears. I'm looking for it as soon as we get off of this this uh, this show. That's <laughs> what I'm we, doing. When we come back, uh, second half of today's episode of Fourth Down in the Steel City, we haven't played it in I don't know since week one, maybe. It's been a it's couple time. weeks. Time 
for another rousing edition of Is This a Thing? That's next on 4th Down in the 